Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. edition of the John Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. What's going on? That's what's going on. Yeah, what's up, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. The rent is always going on, huh? (laughs) All right. Oh, how are you, Papa Didi? Everything is good here. All right. What's good, Kettle? Hey, nothing but the rent. I'll be next week. What's up with you guys? You all right? Everything cool for Sunday? How was your holiday? Everything was good. Yeah, we're really good. I enjoyed it. How about yeah. you? Great. Nice and quiet, but I enjoyed the, the games, all the games and stuff. Of course, my team didn't win, but <sighs> we'll try again. I guess next year, they always say. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's always next year or they next decade, know. whatever. That's <laughs> uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Papa Didi, mm-hmm. how are you going to get us started this tonight? Well, um, you know, it's funny you said something about teams because that's what I wanted to really start with. Like, you know, you you wonder with all the hype in the NFL, right, for us to kick around the table for a minute, how do, how do people justify some of these teams that just aren't winning, you know, that are just, when I say our win, I mean on a routine basis. You know, I can see if they're rebuilding or something like that. But the hoopla that the NFL throws in effect like that, you know, and some of the stuff I saw this weekend, some of these some of these games were really un really unentertaining. You know, if you're sitting there watching, you got family over from out of town and all kind of stuff. You used to be able to sit down and watch a game. Now, if it's a blowout, like what's the point? You know. Mm-hmm. They make these games so much in advance of who they're going to put on that they need to. It's like, it's just, you know, when you think about how all the money that goes into football and you look at these games, like the Jets, for example, you know, they played today. And that was just, that was just, that was like watching paint dry, the way Miami was beating up on them. Hmm. And, um, you know, Dallas beat up on the commanders pretty good. You know, the only uh, halfway decent game was uh, the Lions, which he was thought was going to win. Green Bay came out hot and got them. But <laughs> that one a blowout too? No, that was pretty good. That wasn't too bad. But the other game was San Francisco was playing. Uh, who they playing? It was. 
It was San Francisco Tangling with uh, oh they were there with the Seattle Seattle Seahawks. Oh. And that was that was all right, but some of these teams are just off the chain crazy. Like like the Jets and the uh, Carolina Panthers, you know, the Denver Broncos. With all this money, it just it just seems should something be done, you know, if they don't win in like two years in a row? Mm. You know, so they just, so I don't know. You mean know. like some kind of penalty? I don't know. I mean, something, yeah, something to get them off their butt. I mean, they sometimes they, they fire the coaches to kind of justify something, but something needs to be done to the team itself, you know, to say, damn, y'all need to start winning some games. Mm. Especially all them millionaires and making money and on the Internet at parties and, you know. Well, I do think that their salary ought to match their uh, outcome. Because some of these people, some of these athletes are just being paid ridiculous amounts of money. And personally, I feel like, true, you're out there sacrificing your body for the game and all, but if y'all get out there and just week after week get blown out, it seems like your salary ought to be cut. I mean, on the average job, if you don't perform, either they cut your money or they fire you, one of the two. You don't just keep making top dollar if you're not performing. I mean, what company can survive doing that? So I, I do think that if you really, like these these uh, receivers that constantly drop passes, constantly I don't mean just sometimes, I mean constantly. People that miss tackles constantly. They ought to be docked or something. You know, give them money to charity or something, but somehow there should be some kind of repercussion is what I'm saying. What do you think, Kettle? Um, what's interesting, we started off with this because just I think today um, one of the defense quarter, uh, uh, coaches from the uh, commanders got fired. And to your point, uh-huh. Kavaditi, I mean, um, some of the players, um, it's just crazy. Some of the players need to be gone, too. But, I, I mean, that's a good point. Maybe they should be gone. Um, or some of these teams, um, they get together and have, um, um, what do they have, these uh, gatherings of the uh, different teams and they can oust out the the uh, um, either the owner. Most of the time, it's the owner. Um, they can oust out. Why not oust out? Like you said, some of these teams. I mean, you know, we we've had the creeping with the uh, Indianapolis coach. Then they went Baltimore. Then they moved to Indianapolis. Um, so some of these teams, maybe some some of these uh, big players that have this money, they need to buy these teams and, and, and reinvent them or do something. Or they need to get docked, like you said. I mean, like yesterday, hell, uh, and commanders got crushed, 45 to 10? Come on now. <laughs> That's crazy. But we but we have the highest um, throwing yards in the NFL. The numbers do not match. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you guys. They they need to do something. Um, you know, like look at the Cleveland Browns. They never won a championship. Yeah. I don't think so in, in, in NFL history. Yeah. 
So it's just, it's just some teams either they need to get rid of because I think it's too many. Um, I'm looking at these other leagues that have started, the USFL and the XFL or something. They said, bump the NFL. We're going to start our own league. So, and they are small uh, in numbers. It's probably less than eight teams on each of those. So, yeah, I agree. They need to do something about, you know, what's going on. And it just seemed like um, the same team since always win each year. So I'm starting yeah. to wonder, well, is it about politics or is it about playing sports? Because sometimes um, the Kansas City uh, game in Philly, it was an excellent game, but uh, Mahomes, he put an excellent pass and the jackass dropped it. I'm like, come on, man, put your side. <laughs> yeah. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was, you know. See, and that's what I'm saying. These guys are getting yeah. way too much money. You're being paid yeah. to be good at your job. And I understand yeah. human error and all, but when you start mm-hmm. consistently messing up, something needs mm-hmm. to be done. Right. Even the guy, um, Kelsey, uh, plays on four, um, KC. He's dating yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh, he, 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 I don't think he's ever dropped a pass <laughs> until he started uh, dating Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, God. there you go. Yeah. Is your mind on yeah. Taylor? Is your mind on your money? Yeah, and yeah. nobody and nobody mentioned that either. You know, uh, oh, they dared. I remember. Yeah. I remember the Giants had a, a a situation not long ago. This is just a regular game that they had lost, but during their bye week, they they had pictures of them with. Uh, that's when the guy was on there, um, Odell Beckham Jr. And different people was on the team, and all the brothers was in Miami on this yacht, mm-hmm. and they showed them partying on the yacht. And then they lost when they came back that Sunday. They lost after being on the yacht. And they said, "Well, they were on the yacht." They were, but like you said, nobody said nothing about Taylor Swift, and he went all the way to where was she at? In Argentina. Argentina during his bye week, mm-hmm. flew back, you know, hanging out with her in Argentina, doing God knows what. And like I said, he dry, He got out of rhythm, got completely go. out of rhythm. But nobody said a thing about that. But Oh, yeah. well, that's something to think about. But they rode those brothers on the Giants while they was on their bye week on a yacht in Miami, and they lost the final week. They it was all over the news. Yeah, well, they lost because if you look in Miami, they're all drinking champagne on the, on the yacht. You know, mm-hmm. crazy. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep it moving. We got a lot to cover. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, to the rundown. All right, yes, ma'am. Um, that right was a good start, Yeah, all right, that was a good start, I think. Um, our in focus tonight, all right, our in focus tonight, PG County Council votes against stricter cannabis dispensary rules. Also, appeals court decision undermines Voting Rights Act, and Adult Survivors Act expires November 24th. Wow. Okay. Also, cocktail of the week, Thanksgiving. All right. With Papa Papa Didi. Our weird news, of course. We have to lighten it up. Robbery suspect nailed by his colorful underwear. Also, how a sea worms butt swims away to start life of its own, and Florida mammal uh, got very hungry 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine, make it Black Friday for real. Oh, shoot. I can't wait to hear that one. Living for the City with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot tonight. The Kissing List and the Last Words. So sit back, relax, and get your favorite cocktail, and we shall be back with In Focus. Breaking news, this is Red Wine. So much goes on in a week. And here on the original Pajama Party Show, we break it down for you from our unique point of view as only we can. Get in focus with Kettle, Papa Didi, and me for our take on stories you might not have heard. Stay in the know. We'll talk about what happened this week right here on the Pajama Party Show. So tune in every Friday night at 9 o'clock on apajamaparty.com or call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to join the conversation. We're standing by to take your call right now, so give us a call, 914-803-4306 and press 1 if you dare. Hi, right, welcome back to John Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're gonna go in focus, and I'm gonna jump in first. I want to talk about something uh, in Maryland, actually in Prince George's County. They were bouncing around a bill trying to set stricter laws for cannabis dispensaries in Prince George's County. Well, the bill failed this week. It was actually on Tuesday when the council met, and some people were celebrating. Some were kind of pissed off that the bill failed. So if Prince George's County Council passed the bill, a prospective cannabis owner would not be able to open up a dispensary in a shopping center or near schools or near any daycare centers. So Hope Wiseman, who's founder of Mary and Maine in Capitol Heights, told Fox 5 on Wednesday, we're really excited to hear that the council has chosen opportunity over fear. Now, the council spent the last several months discussing back and forth if and how to regulate cannabis dispensaries. So the motion on Wednesday failed in a vote five to one and two other people who decided not to vote. I guess they didn't want to choose anything, so they just didn't vote. Now, the bill was introduced by Council Member Crystal Oriada. The bill was, um, well, she said that the goal would be to keep the dispensaries away from shopping centers where we constantly are seeing three to four tobacco stores, liquor stores, and carryouts. Uh, Oriada said it was disappointing because we had members who abstained, like I said, and intentionally didn't show up to even vote. So the owner of the dispensary in Capitol Heights, again, it's called Mary and Maine Dispensary, said that there's really no need for any additional regulations. They feel like, you know, they're straight. So she said that the state of Maryland already has strict rules, and they didn't see the point 
of the council trying to add any more strict rules on top of the already strict rules. Uh, she went on to say that we are held to very high standards on security, public safety, and even health standards, and we're held to a much higher standard than any of the smoke shops. So that's why uh, the people at Marion, Maine were saying all of this extra that the council was trying to do is totally unnecessary. Now, other people in Prince George's County wanted the bill to pass for safety reasons and to prevent what they say is an oversaturation of cannabis dispensaries. Now, I don't know what they say oversaturation. In the county, I don't know of that many dispensaries. I've seen the smoke shops, but I haven't seen, like, what they think is could be an oversaturation. And the question is, who owns these dispensaries? Because I don't know if these are black-owned or not. Is that the issue? They don't want to get any black-owned dispensaries? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. So Wiseman says that she wants to find ways to work with the council to ensure that the community is safe while running her business. So I'm just throwing it out there, like, what is the real issue? I mean, the the cannabis was made legal. The dispensary is legal. Um, I, I'm trying to understand, like, what is it that the council is having a problem I mean, they're saying they don't want to see dispensaries set up near daycares and all. Well, who's doing that? <laughs> I don't know of any dispensaries that are right in the vicinity or immediate vicinity of daycares or any place where kids are. They're usually at least the ones that I've seen throughout the state. And granted, I don't know where they all are, but the ones I've seen in passing, they're usually like in an industrial area. Uh, strip malls, stuff like that. So I kind of feel like, you know, somebody's just blowing smoke literally over this. Like somebody's trying to be boxed out of the market is what it seems like. But I'm going to keep an eye on it because I, I don't know. I don't know if somebody's trying to, like I said, box some people out of the market. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and see what these folk are really up to. And you said what county is it in? That's in Prince George's County. Hmm. <clears throat> you might have yeah. a good point there. Like you said, it might be a lot of black-owned uh, businesses. They just trying to block out, like you said. You know, they always trying to. I hate to say it. They always trying to keep it bad. It's mm-hmm. sad. It's sad. We we can't own anything. We can't do jiggity jack. We can't do nothing. We can't own anything. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, and the one lady that voted against the uh, the cannabis place opening was a was a was a black woman, mm-hmm. which surprised me because I'm like, you know, it's your people, you know how Black mm-hmm. Prince George County is, and you sitting up here just voting along with the the popular or what I don't know what what her, and she looked a mess. Okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't like she was some kind of sophisticated woman. She was all crazy looking like she was two months overdue at the hairdresser and all kind of stuff. Look, sitting there just looking dumpy. You know what I mean? <laughs> looking completely oh, yeah. like she needed a straight upgrade and everything that she had going on in her life. Now, well, I don't think we, well, I don't think you, 
you needed to take your ass to the beauty parlor and get your head right. You know, I mean, to be sitting back and, and acting like, I don't understand. I and mean, she wasn't an, an older woman. And the one thing you got to do is just let let things, let, I don't know, that's the biggest thing. Is that we, just don't, we don't let, we don't allow our people mm-hmm. to, to do anything. And then 10 years down the line, we don't, uh, we ain't done nothing. Mm-hmm. Nobody opened up the door and let us in, especially in the job market. My goodness. I mean, it's just becoming a dying breed to see a, a real, a real black man as a boss. It's being taken over by everybody else but but black men, in my opinion. They 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 don't even get opportunities. Yeah, it's a lot that. of that going on. But, but yeah. we're gonna keep an eye on it and see what goes on for real. But all yeah, right, I'm quite, sure by next, I'm quite sure by next week you'll have a you'll have a commentary on it. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep an eye on them and see what these jokers are up to. But all right, okay. I'm gonna kick it over to you, Kettle. What uh what are you in focus on? Um, this appeals court decision undermines voting rights acts. Okay, let's see what the hell we got forty five in this thing. Why the interns have to give me this one? Oh uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Civil rights leaders are sounding the alarm after a Trump appointed judge wrote the majority opinion in the federal appeals court decision that undermines the legal precedent set by the Voting Rights Act. That's uh, uh, 1965, and it sure uh, disappropriately affects black and brown voters. The Eighth Circuit Court of Appeal ruled on Monday a two-to-one decision that private citizens and groups cannot file lawsuits as a means to enforce a key provision of the Voting Rights Act. They gave black and brown voters more power at the ballot. Hmm. Why well, we always have to have some type of voting or some type of act or something for us? Um, at the center of the ruling, this is Section 2 of the Voting Act, which prohibits voting practices or procedures that discriminate on the basis of race, color, or membership in one of the language minority groups. At stake are the voting rights of blacks, Hispanics, and other racial minorities that have been, been vindicated under a section of the BRA prohibiting discrimination based on race. Section 2 has helped ensure that states draw legislative and congressional districts fairly and that minority votes have an opportunity to elect candidates of their choice. And it goes on to say, we thoroughly, a new congressional map in Alabama was drawn to include any uh, extra majority black voting districts. Other southern states like Florida have also proposed redistricting maps and critics have called races. They try all kinds of tactics. I mean, they're starting this crap early. This yeah. is ridiculous. And they it never said, give um, up. Last, right. It says late last month, Georgia was ordered to draw a new black majority congressional voting district after federal judge wrote in uh, an opinion that um, the evidence before this court shows that Georgia has not reached the point the political process has equal openness and equal opportunity for everyone. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, right, right, the scientists can't see it. I mean, the judge see it. Come on now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, oh, it's they saw it. Oh, believe me, they saw it. That's why they drew the map the way they did. They tried to put all the black people in one little area in the map so that their vote would not have any power. And the judge was mm-hmm. like, no. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Come on, y'all. That gerrymandering is something else. 
Who is gerrymandering? You talking about the uh, one of the politicians? Well, not well. That was a person. The process of gerrymandering was named after a person named Jerry oh, Mander, I, I think. Gotcha, but gotcha. gerrymandering, you know, it has to do. It's the process of unfairly redrawing the map to put people okay. in certain areas to reduce their voting power. I guess. So, so that means what? They have to go uh, across the boundary to vote. No, or you the, have to vote in your the, area, in your district. And what they do is they start gotcha. subtracting different things in different areas, and they just make it real inconvenient for you. And the sad, the sad part about it is somebody really needs to shout out, why you keep messing with us? Exactly. You know, right. why you go through all these changes? Because, you know, in order to get in office, all you need is a vote. And that's what people don't realize. Mm-hmm. They don't take education. Mm-hmm. And with some of these politicians in D.C., it damn sure don't take no smartness. All you need is somebody to vote for you, and you get in. Look at Look at Trump. He's trying to get back in. He's, you know, mm-hmm. he think his objective is like, I ain't paying nobody no mind. Whatever I did, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. But the sad part about it is a lot of his constituents are starting to think like him. And once they, mm-hmm. once they start thinking like that, crime is going to be on the rise because everybody thinks they can go and get away with murder, you know, because mm-hmm. of their, their skin color and their attitude and all that. And that's going to bring a riot at the wild because, and it's it's happened like that. You know, January 6th was a perfect example of how uh, people just acting like they could do what they want. Who, who stormed? Man, if black people stormed the Capitol, we'd be shot on the damn steps. It'd be, yeah, it'd be blood rolling. The steps would be filled with blood. They would have shot the hell out of us. Believe me. Mm-hmm. I said, well, they were going, going after the Capitol. So, you know, it was just a mess, you know, mm-hmm. so. See, with the gerrymandering, if you have if you have, if uh-huh. you have um, a certain part of an area, a, a district, for example, that's predominantly black, and you have somebody mm. running to represent that district, and then these people come along and get the judge to let them redistrict it to now move the line so that half of the black people in that county are now part of of a predominantly white county, and they move half of the whites into what used to be a predominantly black county, it makes it harder for the person who was running who would have been a shoe-in because all the black folks were in that county. Now you put half the blacks in another county. This guy or woman is probably not going to win, so now this Mm -hmm. district has no voice. Somebody else who doesn't really represent the people ends up winning that seat and going to be on that council or whatever it is, and that's how gerrymandering works against the people. And the, and the people aren't moving to different okay. houses. They're not moving to different houses. They're right. just, they they're, just move the line. They move the line of the district. Mm-hmm. They kind of merge something, you know, they kind of brought Silver Springs and right on the back end of D.C. or something like that or, you know, as mm-hmm. an example. You know, and it's mm-hmm. almost, it, it makes it really unfair. It's almost like putting all the good football teams in the same division, you know, mm-hmm. like you got the got Chiefs. You. Let's yeah. say the Indians, the Chiefs, 
you know, the Cowboys and and whatever was all in the mm. same division. It's like, yeah. wow. Well, who, who like you I, said, the teams that always win. Yeah, who's going to win this division all because all of them are good. one group and all the sucky teams. Yeah, it's a mess. But, yeah. but a lot of people ain't paying attention. That's why they get away with it because people, are, yeah. a lot of poor people are so preoccupied with survival. If you occupy right. with survival in your life, because that's why they, they come with the term, are you are you working to live or are you living to work? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are, you know, they're living to work. Every time they get up, mm-hmm. they just got to work, 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 work. There's no reward because they're not making enough mm-hmm. money on their job to have a reward on the back end. So they're living to work. Mm-hmm. You got to constantly work, work, work. Instead of working to live, people work so they can buy mm-hmm. better stuff. That's working to live. A lot of people nowadays are living to work. It's a damn shame. Gerrymandering then waters down the boat. And then people after a while get discouraged and say, it's no point, why bother? So people stop Mm -hmm. voting as much, and that furthers the goal of the people that move the lines. They're like, all right, we're Mm -hmm. straight now, because now they're not even going to vote. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Moving on to the latest happening in the world today. This this is so crazy. This uh, the adult adult survivor act expired today. Well, will expire today at midnight. Which gave everybody since last uh, November a year. If you felt like you was harassed or, or abused or assaulted, and you wanted to bring it up again. They brought that law back into effect for a year, and people have been taking advantage of it. You know, people that were uh, real prominent people, you know, like uh, P. Diddy and Jamie Fox and Axl Rose from the uh, Guns N' Roses. Looks like Cuban Gooding Jr. and all this here. Different people accused them of different things. You know, they just kind of came out. And, and said things, and it just sparked stuff up. And then the sad part about it, and I say the sad part because <clears throat> a lot of this stuff, the dates go back really far, you know. Mm-hmm. And you got to ask yourself, like, what were you doing during that time frame? Or where were you at during that time frame? You know, if a woman comes out and accuses me of something that I did to her allegedly, Back in 1993, okay, 93, which is 30 years ago. Yeah. Now, I can't remember what damn hairstyle I was wearing back then because more than likely I had hair, you know, then. So what it, but the, 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 what, what, what people don't look into is that they take all the – they put all the good attention – attention on the victim and they throw the person being accused under the bus or put a stain on their reputation. Like I said, now P. Diddy, he paid off this person. I don't know whether to get rid of the person or to shut him up or what have you, whatever. But uh, you got the mayor of New York. He was saying that, wow, I don't even know who the hell this is. Well, who, who? Mm-hmm. But then, but, but, but the other side of it, though, is that you just had to get a good lawyer and not worry about it because now what you can do is go after her character. Find out what she was doing in 93. You know, she may have been a big fat hoe back then, you know. So sometime when you go to accuse somebody, 
you're throwing up your hands and surrendering your reputation from that time frame also. So now people got the right now to go around and check people out to say, what were you doing in 93? You know, Susie Bell, what was your situation? Well, we done heard that you was this and that and this and that, and you done done this and done that, and it seems like they don't investigate the person that's uh, doing, that, that claims they're the victim. They're put on a damn pedestal, and nobody shakes their ass down. And a lot of people really should, wow, for you to come out and accuse somebody of something 20 years ago, you really got to understand the fact that you're putting yourself in a position now to be scandalized, you know? Mm-hmm. And and also it goes to saying, what, where is your life at today? And if if that bothered you that bad, why didn't you go to police a long time ago, you know? And, and a lot of them are sitting around just, you know, they need money. Maybe they're unemployed. Or something like that, you know. I just, I just feel like when when somebody comes in a police station and and says something to accuse somebody, for one, it needs to be of a recent time frame in some respect. That way, you have better evidence and better time frame. But twenty, thirty years later, it's almost like, damn. Well, okay. Well, let me refresh my memory because. Hell, I didn't. I didn't lay down with like twenty damn women. So let me find out who you are and where you fell in my life, and what was our situation. Because sometimes when you sit back and think about this woman, you say, "Damn, Judy, Judy, Judy." You think, you think, you're like, "Oh yeah, Judy. Oh yeah, that bitch. Oh yeah, let me tell you about that bitch." You know what I mean? Because after a while, now when you get to refresh your memory. You kind of find out now that Judy ain't really telling the whole story, you know. And now, when you open it up and get a good lawyer to to investigate Judy and on her behalf back in 1993 and what she was doing, and are you working now? Because back then you never kept a steady job. So what you doing now for a living? Because you was also sucking that crack pipe back then. So you know what I mean. So it's a catch-22 because the person can really open themselves up. To their own life, because you know a checkered past is a checkered past, no matter what. But you can't accuse somebody of something twenty years ago and think you're gonna come out smelling like a damn rose. But uh, like I said, this this thing expires at midnight tonight, and there's people that's really up on it right now. And you got uh, Sean Diddy Combs. Uh, he paid off the one young lady, uh, Cassidy, but Cassie, but uh, somebody else came out with something. And uh, Jamie Fox had an incident back in 2015. And uh, Axl Rose, he's a, the lead singer of um, Guns N' Roses. This happened to him back in 1989, okay? Wow. 89. Wow, crazy. Yeah. All right, and then you got Cuban Gooder Jr. Now, Cuban Gooder Jr. has one that was really, I believe, would consider recent, 2018, 19, things like that, which is something that you can kind of, you know, sit back and uh, recollect recollect what, what what happened during that time frame. But 1989 and two and and, and Sean Diddy had something back in 19. The second one was in 1991. Good grief! So, what, what the person's accusing this person? What I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah. And that one with the, the mayor of New York, I think that one was like 30 years ago. Yeah, his was 30 years also. You want to so, come over? No, the the new mayor. 
Oh, okay. Oh, Cuomo's on well, the Cuomo, list. Yeah, Cuomo's on the list as well. But we're talking <laughs> about the current mayor. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, you know. Wow. A lot of hot hot I mean, and it, as you see, like, these, 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 these courts and, and these lawyers and stuff, they're making money. Ain't yeah, but all money these people... Them. But all these people back then weren't as prominent as they are now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to understand, at, at that point, that was just a relationship with two two poor Negroes at the time. You know what I mean? Right. And, and Doing more thing, the other party, and, the other party, defending party, going to say it was consensual. So once you say that, I mean, people going to start, like you said, going to start thinking and, and looking at that other person. Like, hey, mm-hmm. what's going on? Was it consensual or not? Just like the Cosby case. I mean, I think half of those were consensual. But, I mean, you know, he did his time. He finished. Hey, he's out now. Yeah. He's a man alone. Yeah, because so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. accused him, too, in this list. Yeah. Another one. So, he's, he's yeah. never he's too old, and he done did his time. So, leave that man alone. Well, like, the, the ladies are doing the accusing. The ladies are doing the accusing. They done got old, too. So when they get up on the stand, they be like, people say, damn, well, she ugly as fuck. Uh, you know? Damn. I'm just saying, you know. But who has the burden of proof? That's the question. Yeah. Because yeah. when you say yeah. 10, 15, 8, 9, 20, 30 years ago, so-and-so did mm-hmm. this and that to me, Unless you mm-hmm. have the mind to record it some kind of way. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you got the stained dress or something. How, what, Uh-oh. I mean, you could say that about anybody. Yeah. So how do you, yeah. you know, how how is a person supposed to defend their reputation against that? The whole Monica Lewinsky mm-hmm. thing. Huh? Well, that's yeah. why I say unless you got the stained mm-hmm. dress, but we got to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I think after all that, we could use a cocktail. So, all right, you want to go right let's, let's, let's take a little CC, and we're going to come back with right. the, the cocktail right. of the week. week I'm ready week. for it. <laughs> On the pajama party. All right. Hey, this is Kettle. Join me on the pajama party every Friday night to get an update on your favorite cocktail. We have over 50 cocktails on our site with photos and easy-to-follow instructions on how to make your favorite cocktail. We have a whole library of cocktails you can try for your birthday party, anniversary, or just a relaxed evening. Visit us at abajamaparty.com or call us at 914-803-4306 on Friday night. Cheers! John Party on one of those Papa D down here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Kettle and the cocktail of the week, week, week. All right, Kettle. Okay. We're ready for it. After all that discussion and the Thanksgiving that we had uh, yesterday, we need one. And this one. Uh, fits the occasion. It's called Thanks 
give in. All right, so we have a uh, half an ounce of a contour, one ounce of box of your liking. My favorite is Cattle Four. Uh, we can go with uh, one and a half ounces. That's what I would put of your favorite vodka. A half ounce of uh, fresh lemon juice, one teaspoon of cranberry sauce, and uh, sparkling wine to finish. So we're going to add all the ingredients except the sparkling wine to a shaker. Add ice and shake. Uh, fine strain into a coupe glass. And we're going to top it off with uh, the sparkling wine. And garnish it with a sage of a sage leaf and an orange wheel. And that is called the Thanksgiving cocktail. Enjoy. Ooh, that sounds really good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. All right, it's yeah. giving. It's giving right. thanks. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that one, Cattle. Good one. Mm-hmm. All right, Papa Didi. You know the question. What's popping? Uh, wow, what's popping? You know, I I kind of predicted this situation here, and uh, it's really interesting that it came to light. It was uh, the situation with uh, this guy. Uh, Del Del Negro. Let me see. Let me get his, yeah. Let me get his name right. Let me get his name right here. Give me one second. Just want to get it right here. Yeah, Jack. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Del Negro. Del Rio. Jack Del Rio, like you were saying earlier, uh, Kettle. Jack Del Rio. He was the defensive coordinator for the uh, for the uh, Washington Commanders. Now, the backstory on this guy is that not long ago he said publicly that the situation of January 6th was just a dust up. I don't know why they're getting so excited about a little dust up on January 6th, okay? Which mm-hmm. shows that he's a Trump lover, okay? Mm-hmm. Now. This is when your boy was on the team. Uh, what's his name? Stearns or? Snyder. Snyder. Oh, Snyder was on the team. In fact, Snyder brought him on board. Now, once Del Rio opened his mouth. Now, Del Rio used to be the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars years ago. So, he's he's been kind of prominent. They went to the playoffs and all that jazz. So, he's a defensive coordinator. And he was probably, being a fact that he used to be a coach, being a fact he's underneath uh, Ryan Rivera, you know, he's saying, damn, I used to be a coach, so why am I underneath Ron Rivera, yada, yada. But when he came out of his mouth about the January 6th uh, insurrection and called it a little dust-up, everybody jumped in his ass, and Ron Rivera claimed he sat down and talked to him. Now, fast forward, your boy don't own the team no more. It's owned by the same guy that owns the 76ers. And Magic Johnson is one of the players in there now with it. And Magic Johnson's a winner. So seeing them lose a lot. But I, I made a prediction the other day. I said at the end of the season, they're going to get rid of him. But the main premise of them getting rid of him is not so much for him being a bad defensive coordinator, but the fact that he's a damn racist. Okay? And he and he, he blew, he, he kind of 
threw herself under the bus with that comment about the January 6th insurrection, calling it just a little dust up. And they, I mean, it was big news at the time. And sure enough, his ass was fired. Now, the other situation on that is that right now the commanders has an offensive coordinator. His name is Eric Bieniemy. If you look on the sideline, he's a dark-skinned brother with bald head, you know, really kind of large head. You know, I'm not going to talk about him, but uh, but he's good. He's with the Kansas City Chiefs when they won two Super Bowls. But the problem that happened over there with Kansas City is that your boy uh, Patrick Mahomes, half-white, half-black Patrick Mahomes, who chose the white side of life, never really listened to Eric Bieniemy. He always was listening to the coach who was uh, – What's your boy's name? Big boy. Andy Reid. Oh. Andy Reid was the coach. So every time you look over on the sideline, half white, half black, uh, Patrick Mahomes was arguing with Eric Bieniemy. So after a while, Eric Bieniemy wanted to leave. And people said, damn, why is Eric Bieniemy leaving a team that he won two Super Bowls with? Only because half white, half black. Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not saying that to be facetious. I'm just saying that because Patrick Mahomes is a spoiled ass. And you you always had your way. You won two Super Bowls, and you just would stop listening to the brother like that. But he is your offensive coordinator. You kissing the boss's ass instead of listening to the person who's in charge of you. You know? Mm-hmm. So Eric Bieniemy left. But Eric Bieniemy has enough talent where he could be a coach himself. So mark my word that at the end of the season, which is going to be a real interesting move, I think Ryan Rivera is going to be gone as a coach of the uh, Washington uh, Commanders. And I think they're going to make Eric Bieniemy the coach. Because Eric Bieniemy came on late. He came on long after Jack Del Rio and uh, – Riverboat Ryan came around. He's new, basically, to the team. But I'm sure that Magic Johnson wants to put a black guy at the helm, okay? Because the owner of the team, now Magic Johnson's just a minority owner, but the owner also owns the Philadelphia 76ers. And we know basketball is 99.9% black, Okay. So the owner of the, he also owns the 76ers, so he's dealing with Negroes all the time. All right? So to hear a white boy say some crap like he did, he got rid of him today. You know? And people say, oh, because, well, they were playing lousy. No, that's bullshit. They knew he was a racist, and the new regime of the commanders didn't want that racist joker, and they got rid of his ass. That's the real story on why Jack Del Rio was fired from the Washington commanders today. So look look, and look after the season's over and mark my word that they're going to get the river, Riverboat Ryan, the coach, and Eric Bieniemy, who is now the offensive coordinator, is going to be the coach. I'll get back with you on that one. Okay, now. We'll see if your production, I mean, your prediction comes to uh, reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the word. All right, good one. You dropped the mic on that one, Father. <laughs> They're not going to get rid of Eric Bieniemy. 
Yeah, we'll see. You're not going to get rid of Eric Bannamy, believe me. He's good. Wow. Wow. All right. But they got rid of the Trumper. Mm-hmm. Well, is it time to lighten it up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. All right. Well, Kettle, you go first. Yeah. I'll go after it's you, nice. so you go first. Lighten it up, Kettle. What you got? <laughs> okay. It's time right. for the weird news. Let's get yeah. weird. All right. Um, Rocky Suspect's colorful underwear helped police arrest him. <laughs> it goes to show you shouldn't be selling your underwear. It's in New York. <laughs> A pair of multicolored briefs peeking out above a robbery suspect's low-slung trousers helped police arrest him more than a year later. Uh, the robbery happened at a tobacco shop in Queens, where we know what color he was, um, September uh, la- uh, last year. Three masked men got out of a mile and entered the store. Two of the men pointed guns at employees and customers, while the third emptied the cash register and grabbed merchandise um, and employees' cell phones. Uh, then they played in the Mazda. The balance videos um, that were uh, disseminated, disseminated through the media show the third robber wearing bright color briefs with a large letter R in white and the um, year 1990 in yellow. Okay. An anonymous tipster passed along the Instagram handle of the suspect with the colorful underwear. The caller also told police that the robbers had tried to sell their stolen merchandise at other Queens locations. Detectives reviewed video footage from the sale uh, location and spotted the man with the colorful underwear, now easily identified because he was so longer he was uh, no longer wearing a mask. Uh, police identified the suspect based on his Instagram account. Video from the merchandise sale spot and photos from prior arrest. The 30-year-old suspect was arrested on Wednesday morning at his home in Queens by members of the New York Police Department. Barrel of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. The other two robbery suspects are still at large. Uh, it, it, it doesn't pay to wear colorful underwear if you want to rob something. <laughs> well, apparently not. You better wear some black ones. Yeah, but you better pull your pants up. I will let you. I was gonna say that or pull your dag on pants up. Mm, you're the dumb dumb. So well, I bet we'll know next time. Okay. Well, I got a, a weird science one for you. This one is about this Japanese green ciliate worm. This weird weird worm can detach itself from his butt on down oh, and create a whole nother worm. Have you ever heard of some stuff like that? It's, uh-uh. it's a process called stalinization, where the bottom end of the worm develops its own eyes, his own antenna, swimming bristles, and, and then it breaks off and swims away and forms a whole life of its own, goes out and mates, does all of that. It's, I thought that was the weirdest thing I have ever heard of as far as, you know, little bugs and worms and stuff. Uh, the bottom end of it is is what is full of the eggs and the sperms, and it just, that's what it does. It breaks off and goes out and has its own life. And the other half of it stays where it's safe and let the, the butt in go out and have fun, I guess, reproduce. Do whatever. 
So scientists have just recently discovered that. I say, wow, that's that's some freak, freaky science stuff. But that's my weird news. Hmm. I thought that was really weird. All right, over to you, Papa Didi. Now uh, this here is about a a bear. Oh. A big old bear in Florida, a place called Longwood, Florida. They said a fast food loving bear stole a forty five dollar bag of Taco Bell <laughs> from the front porch of a home in Orlando suburbs, which is a place called Longwood, Florida, after the Uber Eats driver delivered it. Now, they caught this on the ring cam. They're saying that they, they, they first people thought that it was a a human being dressed up as a bear that took it. But when the bear, when they turned around, they saw his big old ass. And then he reached down and got the food with his mouth. Oh, okay. You know, they said, okay, this has got to be a damn <laughs> bear. Okay. So he took the he took the food and and then the, the ironic thing about it is after he got the food he came back and grabbed the other bag that had the drinks in it. Oh my now, god! There's no video of him drinking the drinks, but he took the food and the drinks, mm. and the people came out and they they got the video and sent it to the TV station. They showed it and all, and it's just so interesting to show that you know. First of all, if I lived that close to bears, shit. I'd be having a U-Haul truck out there moving because <laughs> I'm just not, you know. And I've seen that before. I drove to a little town called uh, Sanford, Florida, which is right down the road from Orlando. And riding down the back road, you see all these signs that says bear, you know, bear, 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 beware, bear, bear. So I think Florida must have a real heavy, a real heavy containment of bears there. But like I said, if you live in a place where bears are taking food off your step, I just don't, you know, maybe I'm just a northern guy. When I go out there, I expect to see some, you know, I expect to see some Amazon on the, I expect to see some Amazon on the steps. I just, if, oh no. Cat, this bear dog. problem is like kind of, I won't say widespread, but I saw another bear story that happened in the west somewhere, I think it was in Colorado, mm-hmm. where of course they got bears all over the place. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I just wouldn't be. Well, I don't, you know, being a northern man, I just I wouldn't take my big toe past D.C. But um, I just, you know, that's not my thing. I wouldn't even move in an area where bears are prevalent like that. Even if I buy a house in the suburbs somewhere, I'm not getting too close to the woods. I'm not going out in my backyard in this damn woods everywhere. That just ain't my thing. Yeah. Well, this bear story, uh, people called the police because their car had been, uh, they thought somebody had broken in to their car because mm. they had some candy. It was just a bag of candy. They thought somebody broke into their car and stole the candy. So when the police came, they found uh, it wasn't a person. It was a bear had ripped into their car, ate the candy, pooped on the seat, on the back seat of the car, destroyed the interior of the car, and that's how they knew, like, no, this wasn't a person, it was a bear, and the bear poop gave them the evidence. I was like, man, like you said, I couldn't live up in the area where I can't even leave a bag of candy on the seat for fear that a bear is going to come and destroy my car to get it. Hmm. That's too much. But, all right. That's our weird news for tonight. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Where are we going, Kim? Oh, um, I'm just... We can go with you next if you're ready. Let's rock and roll. Oh, girl, I stay ready. All right. Oh, well, Ray Wine. I'm like ready. Ray Wine, take it away with uh, I'm just saying. Merci beaucoup. Uh, since it's Black Friday tonight, I want to talk about Black Friday. So my subject is making Black Friday for real. So as we know, people got out early Friday morning after having their Thanksgiving meals and all, so they could get some good bargains and deals for Black Friday. But my question is, is it really Black Friday, for real? What would happen, now I'm just speculating, what would happen if if black folks decided to only buy from black-owned businesses on Black Friday? Imagine that. Instead of helping all these other non-black businesses get their profits in the black, as they call it, because that's supposed to be what Black Friday is. That's when businesses get out of the red and into the black, where they start making profits, right? So what if if we all just started shopping black only on Black Friday, if we could collectively help black businesses get in the black? Wouldn't that be something? If all the non-black-owned stores I'm sure that if they if they saw something like that happening, they would be in a major panic. They'd be trying to figure out why black people aren't spending all their hard-earned hard-earned black dollars in their stores to pump up their numbers. We could make so much money for black-owned businesses if we would just keep our money in the hands of black folks and just look at the difference that it makes. Across the board, black-owned businesses wouldn't be struggling to get the crumbs left over from the big box stores. And you know the ones, but I'm not going to mention them because I'm not trying to accidentally advertise for them. But the small black-owned shops would finally get the first cut instead of the remaining cut. I think that would just be phenomenal. That would be a celebratory Black Friday in my opinion, think about how that would flip the whole Black Friday situation. Retail has never seen anything like it before, and we could do it. We, as black people, could do it if we work together to make it happen. So I'm just hoping that maybe, just maybe, next Black Friday, we can get together with folks and, and push the idea across all the communication channels, socials, everything, and tear the roof off of Black Friday. I would love to see it. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, let's push for making next year's Black Friday, Black Friday, for sure enough, real. And happy holidays, everybody. And remember, bye black, blackity black. That's all I got. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Hmm. I'm just keeping it real, keeping it black. Okay. Keeping it blackity black. All right. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to keep it moving right. with uh, Papa D. And looking for the city. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You stay, you stay ready like Rewind? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know. And you better. At one time in my life, oh. I'm a little slow now. <laughs> but uh, oh, You better pick it up. But you know what, though? Uh, in Living for the City tonight, I'm going to talk about... Uh, I'm a segue on what she was saying because I've been speaking on this about how um, the reason why politics is the way it is is because I think that some people in this world, especially white people, white people of a certain decor, the ones that call themselves conservative or whatever, whatever they want to call themselves, you know, that whole Republican Party, their mission is to always support something that's totally against or it won't be the downfall of people of color. And that's the reason why nobody unifies, because people are constantly pulled away and uh, worked against the whole race as a people. You know, it all happened back when uh, J. Edgar Hoover got together and put a hit on different people. He just got rid of the whole team. You know, first it was John F. Kennedy and then Robert Kennedy and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, you know, Megar Everts and everybody like that. They just took out the whole team of anybody that had any sense of leadership and then, you know, threw a whole bunch of drugs in the mix for the people left. You know, it's like somebody taking all the meat and all the stuff and protein out of your freezer and just leaving you leaving you with boxes of uh, you know, sugar frosted flakes and fruit loops, you know, and things like that in your pantry. All you got is sweet cereals and a bunch of milk and some sweet cereals, but there's no no protein, no vegetables, no nothing. And this way we were beat down like that. So now it's come, you know, 20, 30 years later, and all these companies have joined in on the same tactics that the politicians have joined in and all the racist people that took out the original team like that. So now we are victims of everything that has once the team up against us, like T-Mobile and ADT and Verizon, Xfinity. All of them can do what they want to do. That's why prices are so high. Cable bills are so outrageous. And then car dealerships got in the mix. That's why cars now are... Forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. I saw the price of a damn F two fifty pickup truck. That joker costs more than what I owe on my house right now. I was like, damn, how does somebody spend sixty grand on anything that's gonna be outside getting shit pissed on and rained on and snowed on and everything else? Man, if I spend sixty thousand on anything, that monkey gonna be in a garage, you know. But in any event, what I'm saying on a, on a, on a whole is that uh, everything today is just so outrageously priced, food in the stores and everything, because they know that the people ain't paying attention. The people are all divided. So, therefore, all the people that's making money off of us can do what they want to do because we ain't talking to each other. Like you said, Red Wine, if people got together and tried to do something, then it could work. But like we like the people that just got denied of opening up a cannabis place. Now that cannabis place is like this here. If you ain't smoking weed, then what the hell? It's just a cannabis place, right? Mm-hmm. If some people come from out of town that smoke weed, you ain't that way. They ain't got to walk the streets to get it. 
Because you're either going to get it from the cannabis place or you're going to get it from the streets. There's no in-between. Okay? So now, you're going to shoot that down. And there was a black lady on the, on the city council in black-ass Prince George County that denied it. I'm like, damn, sister. You know? Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas, what's his name? Clarence, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas Jr.? Hmm. You know, you just sat up there and shot down something that all it is is a. But you got all these cigarette stores and liquor stores, and all these Middle Eastern jokers come over here with suitcases full of money, and they can open up any establishment they want to open up, right? Mm-hmm. They take that big old suitcase full of money, and they go down to the uh, L and I with license and inspections and everything else, and they say, "Well, boy, I have a, a suitcase full of money." Underneath the table, I can pass out $100 bills. I'd need the liquor license. And you look up and these jokers is all only in these liquor stores that got nine pounds of liquor in it. Okay? I can name three or four of them, but I ain't trying to advertise for the ass. There you go. But liquor's everywhere. Cigarette shops, smoke shops are everywhere. Somebody approved their asses. And then one guy gets up there and say, well, we dropped the ball with other places, so we're not going to do it again. Well, damn, you don't already approve 500 jokers. Now you're going to start being respectful. So, but, you know, like I said originally, the reason why there's no unification, because somebody back in the 60s made their business to bring separation. So for us to come back from what we were before we was taken apart, it's going to be hard as hell. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. But necessary. All right. Good one, Papa Didi. I agree. That separation has got to come back together. Yeah, one day. We have to see. I don't think it's going to be in our lifetime. It's sad to say, but I don't don't really think so. No, probably not. But I would like to see some kind of progress get made. We might not be able to come all the way together, but let's at least make progress. (laughs) Okay, not in this lifetime. It's going to be hard because, you know, like you said, like Kettle said, young people all over the place, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they, shit, they are. It's like factions. They all over you the know, place. You know, you got factions that go this way, another faction mm-hmm. that wants to go that way, and they don't like this faction, and they rather war against each other than say, look, let's put aside our differences and work together for the greater good. We don't have to agree on everything, but let's find the common denominator of what do we agree on, what's going to benefit Mm. all of us, and let's work on that. Mm. And if you still Mm. got isms and I got schisms, then okay, cool. Keep your ism. I'm going to keep my schism. Let's work on what's going to benefit both of us. But anyway, let's keep it moving. All right. Let's keep rolling. All right. It's time for cattle. And the Hollywood yeah. wrap-up. Let's go, Papa. We ready for it. Kevin ready? said she got the juice for us this ah. week. Bring on the juice. Bring ready, on huh? the juice. Yeah. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba Hollywood. Kevin said she's Take ready. Take it away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot going on in Hollywood. I would have never thought uh, Paul and Oprah. Daryl Hall of the famous singer group Hall and Oates. He has filed a restraining order against his one-time musical collaborator John Oates. 
The pair made up the pop uh, rock duo Hall and Oates and put out 18 studio albums together between 1972 and 2006. That's a lot of albums. Um, Hall filed a temporary restraining order request in the Nashville court uh, this, uh, on the 16th. Oates and the co-defendants, his wife, uh, Amy Oates, and a business manager, uh, Richard Flynn, who are both co-trustees of his trust, were served on the 20th of this month. And it's unclear uh, what promoted the restraining order, but it is labeled as a uh, quote-unquote contract debit case. I'm sorry, contract debt case on the uh, website for the Nashville uh, court. Um, so we will continue to follow this. This is crazy. I mean, they had hits like Rich Girl, You Make My Dreams Come True, and I mean, they had hits after hits. Um, Hall yeah, also, did. he also... Yeah, he also mentioned that um, some of the songs um, Oates um, didn't even write, so he he shouldn't have gotten any writing credit. So I don't know. It's just it's just a lot going on. Yeah, so we have to continue to follow that. Also, uh, Tiffany Haddish, he's back in the news, arrested for DUI. Oh no! What is going on with Tiffany Haddish? She um, found herself in handcuffs and arrest in Beverly Hills, California, early Friday morning. The actress and comedian was not involved in an accident or anything like that. Um, she received a call. Um, the Beverly Hills Police Department received a call about 5.45 a.m. that someone was stopped in the middle of the Beverly Hills Drive. The driver was slumped mm-hmm. over the wheel and the car was running. When police arrived on the scene, they found Haddish. She was taken to jail without incident for suspension of driving under the influence. Wow. Man. Oh, man. I mean, if, you, if you're making that kind of money, Tiffany, you need, you need to go ahead and get a driver. I just don't understand that. Yeah, oh, or get an Uber. Oh. Like, why are you driving? Yeah. She didn't get, get an Uber. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Crazy. Also, um, you know, maybe somebody pulled aside and talked to her. I don't know. Also in the news, uh, Miss uh, uh, G herself, Beyonce dropped the final trailer for Renaissance Soccer Team. Um, we are creating our own world. That they are, Jay Z and Beyonce world. Um, she gave the Beehive. Yep, she gave the Beehive something to thank, be thankful on Thanksgiving. A new and final trailer for the upcoming concert documentary, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Uh, Two-minute teaser kicks off uh, with a sideways home video before Queen B reveals who the camera person is when she addresses them. And as a woman, now can I teach you a trick? I guess it's the little one that was holding the camera. I guess. I mean, oh. she, she's teaching them early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, also um, her, her daughter, the one that was on tour with her, uh, Blue Ivy, she was also in the uh, uh uh, peace. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't heard this name in a while. Jaleel White returns as Steve Urkel in the new animated holiday film. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Television's okay. favorite nerd next door is making a spirited comeback this holiday season as uh, Jaleel White reprises his role as the iconic Steve Urkel in the animated project Urkel Saves Santa, the movie. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the film follows wow. Urkel, uh, brilliant but accident-prone, super genius Steve Urkel, is only one mission, to make the holidays the best uh, they can be for everyone. Wow. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I think I'll, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I'll pass on that one. Also, uh, T-Pain. T-Pain can receive the Legend Award at the Soul Train Awards 2023 presented by BET. T-Pain has achieved remarkable success selling more than 50 million singles, securing 10 number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 and uh, billions of streams. Um, T-Pain. Wow. Can't beat that. The trailblazing, uh, he's from Tallahassee native, has sold over 50 million singles, topped the charts with number uh, with 10 number one hits on the Billboard 100, racked up billions of streams, and sold out shows worldwide. Wow. Okay. That's what's up. All right. Wow. Good for him. Cool. Yeah, and that's going to air on Sunday, November 26th. And it's like ah. the fourth on BET. Mm-hmm. Also getting the awards, Kevin Hart, captured received the Kennedy. Center, Mark Twain Class for Lifetime Achievement in Comedy. Man, he's done three decades of comedy. This is going to be at the um, Kennedy Center for Performing Arts. Recently announced comedian Kevin Hart as the latest recipient. The honor recognizes. Hey, man, he's done three had, decades? Yep. The honor recognizes individuals who have had an impact on American society and ways similar to the distinguished 19th century. Uh, Novelist um, Samuel Clemens, uh, known as Mark Twain. The 44 year old Hollywood star shared his gratitude for being selected. He said, I've been doing comedy since the inception of the, uh, the award 25 years ago. Wow. Okay. So, other people have received it uh, George Carlin, Whoopi Goldberg, Bob Newhart, Carol Burnett, and Dave Chappelle. Okay. All right. Kudos to him. Yeah. So, kudos, kudos. All right. That's my Hollywood wrap-up for the night. Short and sweet tonight. Okay. Well, you had a lot of good stuff in there tonight. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. One point. Okay. I think Kettle got the juice. Kettle got the juice. All right, man. Got Thank you juice. so much. All right. All right. Well, that takes us down to the kiss it list. All right. Papa Didi, if you could explain what is the Pajama Party Kiss It list. Well, people to put themselves in the highlight of craziness and, uh, man. Hmm. I guess we got to start with your girl, Tiffany Haddish, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you. Yeah. But she got a good defense, though, you know. She has mm-hmm. an excellent defense. If they came over. <clears throat> If the police arrived and the car was in a stopped position, and if she was mm-hmm. slumped over it and she was not driving, you know, so. Uh, well, she was like in the street. Can, yeah, you in the street. But how can you get her on the DUI? But you're right, you're right, you're right, because you don't have no, you got no cameras, it was nothing violated, you know, not I ran a stop sign because mm-hmm. I was drunk or, I mean, a good lawyer can just mm-hmm. carve that all up, you right. know. Right. It's a fact right. of just, you know, being uh but mm-hmm. but the sad part about it, was she by herself or Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah see, some, something's going on. Something's going on with that. Yeah, we're not going to elaborate, mm-hmm. but uh, poor girl, I think she needs to. I need. I think she needs to get get stop worrying about her past and start focus on her future. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm no psychiatrist, so well, I'm not going to doctor fill her. I want to. Okay, I want to add to the kiss it list. Any of the people who are using that Adult Survivors Act just to crucify somebody, if you're not legit, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a shame wait. on you. You said the people, you mean the women. Well, I don't know that they're well, all women. Oh, wait a minute, the ones that we spoke on tonight was women, okay? Right, but there was 2,500 right, people. Don't call who, them people. They, excuse me. There were 2,500 people right. who used this <laughs> this act since okay. last November. Well, the ones so we I am on saying night. of the 2,500, if I may, of the 2,500 people who filed uh, allegations against anyone, if they filed them uh, falsely, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Anybody who filed false allegations, then you're on the kiss list. Yeah, okay. That's all I'm saying. Women. I wasn't sp- speaking specifically of the names that we mentioned. Women. Tonight. Take it down, ladies. Like I said. It's been 30 years. Get over it. We don't know if they were all female of Get the 2,500. Well, the ones we read about the night are female. Right, the ones we talked about. And I'm night. not saying that the men didn't do it, but I don't see a lot of men filing against the ladies. The ladies have pissed me off in my lifetime, but hell... I'm just glad to get rid of them hoes. So, anyway. It, it, uh, is that who you're putting on the kissing list? I mean, can we finish with the list? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go with it. Yeah, it sounds uh, like it's getting personal now. Yeah. So, all the houses I don't have did anybody. this and that. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody. Um, uh, the politicians that keep messing around redistricting areas, using that gerrymandering law, trying to keep black people from voting and all. <clears throat> All of you are responsible for that. You're on the kiss it list. That stuff needs to stop. Let people be and let people vote. Yeah. If you don't get in, then you just didn't deserve to get in. Stop mm. trying to regulate and change the rules. Yeah. And also that whole government thing going on right now mm-hmm. with everything. You got different people that aren't running... One gentleman now announced, a Democrat, announced he's not running for Congress again because Congress is a zoo, and a lot of people bailing out of it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. claiming he's running for president. He's going to be in the primaries against Biden. Now I'm saying to myself, damn, well, Lisa, won't you try to be a – what do you do when you're not being a teacher? Don't you want to be like a, a – you know, like the vice principal before, yeah, you, you, move up before the ladder. you move up the ladder? Yeah, I want to be president. Really? Like, you know what to do up in there. You need to know what to do as a damn congressman. Anyway. Marjorie Taylor oh, Green. Right. You know, girl. Showing off. Yeah. She's a mess. She's got a problem. Is that it? She's not attractive. Yeah. And Is like that I it? always say, her, <laughs> the, the titties don't match the attic. Oh. If Marjorie Taylor Green has... They're unattractive. <laughs> oh, no. I just oh. think Marjorie Taylor Green does a lot of crap with this master action. If she had bigger titties, then you'd pay more attention to her. But you oh, look okay. at her body and say, how the hell are you talking okay, all that we'll, shit? We'll put on a kiss you don't even have... Okay, anybody else? All right, anyway, yeah, let's move on. All right. Uh, no, that's oh. all I got. For oh, I'm sorry, one more. 
the dude with the multicolored uh, underwear that got uh, busted for robbery. Oh, yeah, the guy caught. Yeah. Because you're so okay. stupid to so, wear all them colors in your drawers and then have your pants sagging. That's how you got busted. You on the kissing list. Okay. All right, that's all. So we got this for him. Okay. All right. Kiss my entire Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. Baby, you can just kiss my ass. Oh. You can't kiss my country ass. I said if you got a problem, then it's bad. You can't kiss my natural born redneck to the bone. All right, welcome back to John Party and One News Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Ooh, on swa, darling. Mm. What a night, what a night. All right. Okay. That takes us down to the last word. Last word. All right, go to you first, Papa D. Well, I'm just hoping that, that you know, they start clearing all this stuff up over in the Middle East because it's really... Uh, it's hitting some real dire straits area and it's really hurting a lot of people and um, people on both sides are really hurt you know a lot of deaths a lot of everything going on and I just mm-hmm. I just hope that stuff can clear up real soon and get try to get back in some kind of perspective despite all the bloodshed and all the lives lost just try to tone it down people gotta stop 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 fighting period you know okay well, my last word is, speaking of fighting, you mentioned earlier that somebody said that Congress has become a zoo. There was a situation, uh, I guess it was about a week or two ago, where the Congress people were getting into fights, you know, on the stand. One congressman was ready to fight somebody testifying before the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Then another congressman said somebody elbowed him in the ribs and he was ready to fight him. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's really become not just a circus, but kindergarten. I've seen kindergartens yeah. behave better than how they're behaving. I think they're to the point now that they need to get an animal trainer up in there. I'm like, y'all need the dude with the chair and the whip. And every time, like Bernie Sanders had to calm them dudes down. Yeah, he sure did. You need a lion tamer up in there with the chair and the whip. Yeah. And when they start acting a fool, get the chair and get the whip. Because this is stupid. Yeah, Nothing is getting done because they're fighting each other. So my last word is Congress, get it together. <laughs> I heard that. Mm-hmm. And over to you, Kettle. What's your last word? Well, my last word is I just want the, everybody to understand the true meaning of thanks uh, for giving. I think we have misconception of what it is. It's about friends and family gathering together. Yeah, it's about food too, but I mean the games as well, but we have to say thanks to the man upstairs and 
the people that have has given us some love, laughter, and some life. And tonight, um, it's kind of a somber moment for me. And two tragic things happened within one day. Um, oh, lost two cousins. And I want to dedicate this uh, this show to them. So, yeah, that's my last word. All right. Yeah, sending love out to the families of those who have lost friends, loved ones. Things won't be the same without you. But we have to push on and represent. But you put a name on it, you know. Well, shout out to a friend of ours, Velda. Love you. Yeah. And uh, my cousin's name was, yeah, Shirley Pittman. Um, Yeah. Yeah. She gave us love, laughter, and life. About what I can say. Shout out to her. I'd like to send a shout out to my cousin Jackie. God rest your beautiful soul. I lost her too. Mm-hmm. Well, until we get together again and do it next week. Yeah. This is the Pajama Party crew saying, you know, keep up with your people. If you haven't talked to them in a while, call somebody, reach out, check on them. Make sure everybody's good. All right, that'll do it. We're going to get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And good night. We'll see you the next time around. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can find us on apajamaparty.com. Until we meet again, peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.
There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.